Welcome to Transformative Principle, where you learn how to be a leader and not just a manager of a to-do list. I am your host, Jethro Jones. You can find me on Twitter at Jethro Jones. Your to-do list is a hungry monster that is never satisfied. For the last year and a half, I've helped principals get awards, get promoted, and find the time to do the work that really matters. I recently opened a new mastermind slot. Schedule a call with me and let's overcome the stressed and isolated principal position together. Go to the show notes for this episode at transformativeprincipal.org and click schedule a call with Jethro. Welcome to Transformative Principal. I am super excited to welcome Turner Jones to the program. Not only does he have an amazing last name, but he is also an awesome principal of Tri-State Christian Academy in Elkton, Maryland. Welcome, Turner, to the program. Thank you so much, Jethro. And I will continue our joke from the conference that I guess we're, we must be related. <laughs> yeah, I'm pretty sure we're cousins. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. Uh, anybody whose last name is Jones, we've got to be cousins. So there are so few of us in the world. It's that's right. <laughs> we we got to stick together somehow. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> yeah. So you talked about a conference. Uh, you and I met at the Rewire conference and ate lunch together, and it was an awesome conference. What was your takeaway as an attendee at that conference that Glenn Robbins put on? Oh, my takeaway was that I wish I had been able to come to both days. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I was registered for both days, but unfortunately, uh, as we all understand, a school emergency on Friday kept me from that day. Mm-hmm. But I mean, the biggest takeaway that I had from that conference was just building new connections with other school leaders. I had been following and listening to you and Danny Bauer. So it was great to get to talk to you guys in person and really connect as well as um, get to know some some other people from around the country and around the world. Absolutely. And I think that meeting and connecting with people is by far the very best thing about conferences. And the sessions can be great and wonderful, but really meeting people really does take the cake as far as what's good about a conference, for sure. Yeah. I mean, it's it's easy to get the idea of a person by um, either reading their blog or reading their books or hearing their voice on a podcast. But then when you talk to them as a person, you realize, oh, it's it's just another person doing their best, trying to lead in, in their field. Yeah. Wow. That's really powerful. Thank you for sharing that. So speaking of podcasts and learning and leading, you are someone who takes a lot of information from other areas. And so let's talk a little bit about how you get your own uh, personal professional development done, the kinds of books you read and the kind of podcasts you listen to and things like that. Sure, sure. Well, you know, I like to try to learn from any field I can, anything related to leadership or people or kids. You know, most recently, my fascination has been Disney and just the way they operate. And the way that came about was, I was thinking about just the way we do customer service essentially in our in our little private school and I had just taken a trip with my family and thought, you know, Disney does this better than anybody in the world. I want to find out some of their secrets. So, I was searching podcasts and I thought, all right, I want to learn more about Disney. So, I searched them and I found this awesome podcast called Creating Disney Magic and it's by Lee Cockrell who ran Disney World resort in Florida for um, 10 years. 
And by listening to that, then I got turned on to some of his books. Um, he's written four books. They're all great. And actually got a chance to talk to him via email and even on the phone one time. But it kind of opened my eyes to just the world beyond educational reading, um, which I'd already been exposed to. You know, my, uh, my parents are church leaders, so they read a lot of diverse material. I'd gone to conferences with them. One of them is actually one that Danny Bauer talks about sometimes. It's the, the Global Leadership Summit. So just hearing different leaders in different fields, you figure out we're all aiming for the same thing, which is effective leadership towards whatever our goal is. So just being able to read a diverse library of material helps to make me and anybody else a more well-rounded leader. Yeah. You know, I, we often think that, uh, that education books and things that we do need to be education focused and we can really get a lot of good information from things outside of education. So let's talk about one of the things that you've learned outside of education that has been most powerful for you. And I'll, I'll actually answer that question too. And I'll start to give you a little bit of time to think about that. <laughs> and sure. And so for me, it's been, gosh, has it been two years ago already since I read the book? Yeah, it's been two and a half years since I read the book, The One Thing by Gary Keller and Jay Papasan, and actually had the opportunity to have Jeff Woods on the podcast to to talk about that book and how good that book is and how powerful it is. And that book has really made a huge impact on my leadership and the things that that I'm able to do because it helps me focus on the thing that actually makes the growth and change happen. And it seems, you know, like, yeah, it makes sense that you just focus on one thing, but we're so into multitasking and all the different things that we could be doing that we don't really do the actual singular focus of focusing on just one thing and making sure that we, you know, that we get that one thing done. And so for me, that is a really powerful reminder of, of what we should be doing, which is focusing on the one thing that will really make a difference. Uh, so that would be the book outside of education that I read that really had the biggest impact on me. Yeah, I mean, they are saying these days that multitasking is a myth, that yeah. no one can truly multitask. <laughs> yeah. It's funny. I um, There are a few books and ideas that come to mind. I mean, one book that made a huge impact on me is by Donald Miller, who's mainly known for Blue Like Jazz. Um, uh-huh. But he wrote a book called Building a Story Brand, which is all yes. about marketing um, yeah. your company or whatever you do. And what is the story that you're telling? Which that's a great question for a school. What is the story we're telling? Yeah. Um, because we control that narrative. Mm-hmm. But one that one idea that has an even greater impact on me from the business world or whatever outside leadership is um, just kind of the, the responsibility of the leader for everything that happens in their um, organization. And the book that I um, would say has had the biggest impact on me overall is called The Way of the Shepherd. It's by uh, Dr. Kevin Lehman and 
Bill Pentak, and it's more or less a leadership fable. Talks about a, a CEO who is teaching a young guy about leadership through the lens of being a shepherd. And the thing that stuck out to me the most was when he talks about the rod of correction, because, you know, in, in the midst of everything we do, one of the biggest things we can do is correct things that aren't right and do it lovingly, but clearly and firmly. And, you know, I'm a young principal. I've only been on the job for, uh, I'm going on two years. So it's, it's a lot of new stuff. And I'm having to, you know, give people ideas who have been in this game a lot longer than I have. And, you know, being bold with sharing ideas or sharing correction can be hard, but we just have to remember that it's necessary. One story actually from Lee Cockrell, who I mentioned earlier, is he was working for Marriott Hotels early in his career, and he was managing a hotel, I think, in Philadelphia. And he got a visit from Bill Marriott himself, the the owner, the operator, and they went out to the dumpster behind the behind the hotel, and there were flies. And you know, some of the flies would make their way inside the door, and then they're in the storage, and then some of those made their way into the kitchen, and then some of those into the dining room, and. Bill Marriott looked at Lee Cockrell and said, you've got flies because you like flies. And the point of that was, look, this is in your control. This is happening because you're not doing anything to stop it. And, you know, if if something's happening in the school, whether it's student drama or a little thing that could be better in the classroom, if I'm struggling with stepping up and, you know, correcting the situation, I just remember, well, you must like flies. <laughs> yeah, that's right. You know, I want to go back to tie that into the building a story brand book. So I I bought that book and I also took the course about um, building a story brand. And it's so good. Oh, it's <laughs> so, so good. And it's so powerful. And Donna Miller just released this new thing called Business Made Simple that you can get at, get to at businessmadesimple.com. And it has that story brand course inside that. And it's only 275 bucks and totally affordable and something that you could definitely go and take. But there's other stuff in there that's really powerful as well. And there's some really good videos about making a vision statement, a mission statement, and a mission statement that will actually motivate people to do things. And, you know, when you when you talk about, like, you have flies because you like them, you can change the narrative about your school and make sure that it is telling the story that you want it to tell. And that starts with you getting clear about that as a leader and knowing what matters to you. Now, I have found in my own leadership that certain things to me just don't matter that much. And so thing other things matter a ton. So I want every single kid that comes to my school to know that they have value and they matter to me personally. And I'm going to take the time to listen to them. And that to me is really, really important. And that's the story that I want told about my school and kids who have gone through my schools. They, I think, can honestly say that and can say, you know, I didn't like everything that Mr. Jones did or I didn't agree with everything that he did. But when I needed to talk, he certainly was willing to listen. And when I didn't need to talk, he was willing to listen. And when I got in trouble, 
it was willing to listen. And I think that that is really, you know, an important part of my leadership skill set. But that's not something that I could articulate my first couple of years of being a principal. I knew that I wanted to do it, but I didn't know how to articulate it yet. But now I do know how to articulate that. And in fact, one one of my teachers said uh, a few months ago that that sometimes it's scary how much I'm willing to put kids first. <laughs> and so she doesn't totally know how to deal with that because other people are like, yeah, kids are important, but we're going to do things how we want to. And my philosophy was we're going to do whatever we can to make it better for kids. And so, like, if that's really what you believe, you can make that your story, whatever you really believe it is. And so, you know, if you've got flies that are creeping in the back door, it's because you're okay with flies. and You're not going to pay attention to that. And that doesn't necessarily mean that that is a bad thing per se, but that's just who you are. You need to own that and be comfortable with it. Does that make sense? I was yeah. like, I kind of started rambling a little bit. No, that was great. I'm totally with you. It's uh, it's funny. I, that reminded me of a podcast episode I was listening to. I can't remember who it was. I, I listened to a ton of people, a lot of educators, a lot of business people, but it was a principal and they were talking about interviewing people. It might have been um it might have been Will Parker. Um he was talking about interview tips and he he said that he likes to pose a question which is here are three things happening at once. There's a kid who is breaking down, there's an emergency in whoever's classroom, there's a leak or something and then something unrelated. What do you do first? And he said if if the kid who's breaking down in the office isn't your number one priority, there's no chance of you getting that job. <laughs> the kids have to come first. Yeah. Well, what's crazy, Turner, is that we say that and we pretend like that really matters. But the reality is, is the kids often don't come first. Uh, yeah, it's so true. We have to check ourselves every day. Yeah, because it's real easy for other things to come before the kids. That's for sure. Absolutely. Absolutely. And I mean, the, the same thing goes outside of work. I mean family is the number one priority in my life when when i'm speaking but you know in in work like ours and work like so many people have you have to really be careful because your family can end up getting the leftovers if you have a demanding job mm-hmm. so it it's like you're saying we we have to make sure our, our words are lining up with our actions yeah totally and it's easy for them to not do that but whatever your actions are, that's what you truly believe deep down inside most of the time. Yeah. So I, another book that I read that um, recently is by Michael Hyatt, your world-class assistant just, just released and I got it. And one of the questions in an interview that, that I wrote in the book next to it, I wrote, I wrote, wow, great question <laughs> is <laughs> when is it okay to break the rules? Give an example of when it is appropriate to do this and explain why. I thought, man, that is a great question. The next time I interview somebody, I'm going to ask that because I am not a rule follower and I really struggle when it comes to rules because <laughs> rules are made by people who are not there doing the actual work. And so they don't know what's going on. So I struggle with rules and I have a hard time with them and I'm always breaking them. And sometimes I get in trouble for that. But I think it's really important to do what's right, even if there's a rule saying you shouldn't do that. So. So anyway, that was a, that interview question that you mentioned sparked that in my mind. 
Nice. I mean, you look at the great innovators of history and they're all rule breakers. <laughs> no kidding. Yeah. You, you got to break down the walls of whatever the status quo is and change the game. I mean, I'm excited. In a couple of weeks, I get to talk to Hamish Brewer, who most educators would know as the tattooed skateboarding principal. And mm-hmm. it's this guy who just breaks down every stereotype of a principal. And he's been wildly successful because he's just who he is and he doesn't care to to match what people expect yeah and he gets results he builds community and kids are successful because of that so his work speaks for itself yeah it's it's incredible i mean he his book relentless is one of the the education books that i've really dived into in the in the last year i mean i don't want it to sound like i only read outside of education <laughs> Some others that I love. I mean, Principal Matters by Will Parker was just fantastic. You know, Jen Schwanke's book, uh, You're the Principal, Now What? Great book. Yeah, it's a good one. Um, the, the Better Leaders, Better Schools Roadmap from Daniel Bauer. Great book. Yep, great book. I'm actually, uh, another outside of education one that I'm reading right now is part of a, a book club that I'm in. It's um, called Becoming Your Best. It's by Stephen Schallenberger. Mm-hmm. And that's uh, that's been really great. A former principal of mine put together this book club with some other principals in his district, and he invited me to join them. And it's it's been great to be able to dialogue about a book that is so applicable, but has nothing to do with education. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that is true. Very good. Well, Turner, this has been a great conversation. The last question I ask everybody is, what is one thing? that a principal can do this week to be a transformative principal like you? Hmm. You know, one thing that I like to do is, is check in on, on my teachers in a way that doesn't say, hey, I'm here to make sure you're doing things right or make sure that you're following through on this or that. It's, hey, I recognize you're working hard. You are giving it everything you've got and you're underappreciated. Your kids are going crazy in there. It's about to be a, a break or a long weekend or it's full moon or whatever. So just do something to, to recognize those teachers who are working so hard, whether it's popping in and just saying, how you doing? Or bring them a coffee or something. Just show them a simple way to say thank you. Excellent. Well, Turner, thank you so much for being part of Transformative Principle. I have really enjoyed our conversation and you can get links to the books that we talked about here at my website, which is uh, transformativeprinciple.org and go there and you can get all the uh, links to the books that we talked about. And then you can also uh, learn more about Turner and what he does. And you can follow him on Twitter at Mr. Turner Jones. And once again, thank you so much for being part of Transformative Principle Turner. Thank you so much, Jethro. It's great talking to you again. I, I love that I have you not only as a, a resource and a, a mentor, even across the country. I mean, we <laughs> could barely be further apart than we are yeah. right now. But it's it's just great to to have you as a friend, a mentor, and a colleague. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you.